We're going to change focus now and we're going to talk football. I believe that the General Tekomudise is already on the line. I see one or two voice notes have come in, so you can send us your voice notes right now on 061-4104107. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musiya. And I guess our guest needs no introduction to South African football, having played for both Pirates Sundowns, also Supersport, uh, Cape Town City, also representing Bafana Bafana at international level and at some stage became the face of the national team. He's won the league, he's won the CAF Champions League and... Um, there's nothing that he hasn't done, even off the field there. He did some, he's done some great work and is now growing as a TV analyst and he joins us on the line, uh, Teko Mudise. Uh, General, good evening from us here on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight and it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, good evening, Chief. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you Tiko. Thank you. Thank, thank you. We really appreciate it. I guess only one place to start, Tiko. That's the NetBank Cup. Looking yeah. at last night, I mean, what did you make of that game? Did you, for one, see that scoreline coming? Uh, first of all, the scoreline, no. But the drama, the excitement, um, um, the emotions of the game, yes, I was expecting that. I think it's 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 always been a fixture with a whether it's cup competition or league fixtures, it's one of those things. It's one of those games where where everybody um, and both teams they want to play each other. And for me, it's something that I was looking for yesterday. Um, I was very doubtful in terms of how Sundowns will approach the game because they in mind like a few days ago they were playing as well. And if you look at the lineup yesterday, they didn't change much. It was just one change from their last game against Cheaper. And for me, it was just trying to figure out whether the legs are still there because I know how Orlando Pirates uh, will look at to punish them because Orlando Pirates is relying on the speed that they have, especially with your hotels, you know, that speed. And uh, for me, it, it was one of those technical changes that I wanted to see and that I was actually interested in. But the scoreline, no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. But you mentioned something interesting that it was an emotional game and it's becoming an emotional fixture over the years for both sets mm-hmm. of players. Do you know why is that? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 all because the pride. Um, I mean, these are these are these are two teams where uh, play the players also represent the national team, and 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 as a footballer as well, you always want to play against the best to actually showcase your talent as well. You also also you want to prove yourself as as one of the best as well in the country, and we've we, we all know how Manu Sanand has been dominant in the last few years. And uh, with Orlando Pirates, you you they want to go back to those to those days where they also dominate, and they do have the squad that is capable of doing so. So playing against Mamluk Sundowns is it's merely just to just to try and prove how how good and and you are also one of the best, and that's why you, you always see those emotions. If you can check the first half yesterday, how emotional it was. Too many fouls, you know, players pushing each other. There was a lot of emotion that is that that was vested yesterday in yesterday's game, and I, I didn't expect anything less because. That's how it's always been. Even when I was at Orlando Pirates playing against Mamluk Sundowns, it was mm. the same. When I was playing for Sundowns, playing against Orlando Pirates, it's always been the same thing. Okay, that's interesting. And I guess the obvious question then is, where does your loyalty lie when Sundowns face Pirates, Dikomodise? <laughs> where did it lie last night? Because uh, it couldn't have been a draw, so you couldn't have hoped for a draw last night. Look, I, I, I'll forever have a soft spot for, 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 for Orlando Pirates. Always. But uh, with with what I've achieved with Mamluk Sundowns, that's home for me. That's where my home is because I've achieved so much with Mamluk Sundowns, and uh, and because I know the identity and uh, the DNA of the team, 
I understand it very well. And uh, if if you have to ask me at 3 a.m. in the morning and, and ask me a question of how Mamlil Sanders will play in tomorrow's game, I'll tell you with my eyes closed. That's how I know the team. So I, I, I honestly say that Mamlil Sanders is where my loyalty is. Okay, Tiko, sure. Okay, no, fine, fair enough. If let's move on to other things now. <laughs> but but Tiko, you have transitioned smoothly though from being a player to being in studio. And even when I'm listening to you talking now, I mean your analysis is spot on. Uh, what you've just mentioned, how has that journey been for you? Um, the journey's been great. Look, um, it wasn't easy at all, but um, it's it was. Nice to to be in in in, in a space where uh, former footballers as well uh, are are in, and it's it's when you find difficulties because sometimes is and any any footballer can can try and analyze the game, but to find the right words, um, um, when to come in and how to say it, I think that's one of the challenge challenges that I had when I started as well. Because you, you, you need to analyze the game without being emotional about it. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's very, very difficult to do that. Because you must understand when you analyze, you're speaking to, 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 to the fans, to the supporters of the club. You're not explaining to the person that you're sitting next to. So, so those are the things that you need to learn. And, and, and for me, it wasn't difficult at all because um, I started analyzing when I was still playing for Supersport. Coach Peter uh, taught us how to analyze mm-hmm. opponents when I was still playing in 2007 for Supersport. And at the time, I, I, I really didn't understand why he wanted us to do his job. But uh, it, it actually worked out because even when at Sundance, when he came through, we were analyzing ourselves and analyzing the game and analyzing opponents. So for me to be in the space where I'm at is not foreign to me. So the transition wasn't that as difficult, but it just that now you're doing it in front of the camera. That's interesting because uh, Coach Pizza once told us that Katleko um, Masheko, for example, uh, could make a very good coach because he said that when he needed some information or just another angle, Katleko mm. Masheko, the way he read the game, it was so brilliant that he felt that he could make a, a top coach. Mm. Mm. And you, actually, and you. He said you and Katleko Masheko. Uh, look, I think because, because there's a coach that worked, worked with us when we were still young. And 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 he when also when we started winning stuff we we were with him as well so we understood we understood what he wanted from us and he also uh, we knew exactly what we were getting from him as well and um, the stuff that he taught us I mean those are the things that when we're watching just the game we don't watching it like um, like any other regular person who watch a game we always analyze I think that's that's in our that's in our blood and how we analyze games and and as players as well there's certain information that you might have that the coach might never have so mm. we always play that part whenever we need to to get information out there in as, as long as the information helps us to win the game will do so. So I think it's one of those things, especially, and also it helps to be in love with the game. I think it, it's always been like that. Me and Mashoko always spoke about the game. We love the game and, uh, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm definitely sure he still does and, I'm, and I still love the game. It's just that um, um, to analyze, it's, it's not as easy as people actually think, but it's, it's, it's something that somebody has to do. And uh, as a coach, as well, you need to be good in analyzing the opponents because you can't rely on um, guys to analyze the game for you. You also need to have that I that you see things differently, and uh, and I think that's why probably Coach Peter said we might probably maybe be good coaches because it's it's it all comes down to that, irrespective of the tactics that you apply on the game. I think how you plan 
for your opponents and for your team to actually start winning the games. I think that's how that's that's what's important. Okay, that's very interesting. And you are doing a great job at the moment, Tiko. And overall, how has life been after football, after you retired? Uh, hey, you know, I, I try to gain weight. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, when, before even I retired, I, I always spoke about uh, once I retired, there's so many things that I want to do that I couldn't do when I was a professional footballer. And uh, till today, um, I'm, I still love. I still live like a, uh, a professional footballer because I still train every day. I think it's just the routine. I'm just so used to it, and uh, and I enjoy being around football, even though um, there's talks that people want me to become a coach. But I still love, you know, playing my part in football and being in love with the game as much as I was when I was playing. So it's it's not that difficult. It's just that. You, you 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 get to understand that you're not a football anymore, so you you you, you tend to have a new routine now, which which is something that I have. Okay, and how do you know it's time to hang up your boots? I mean, when does one know? How did you realize that maybe now I can't go on anymore? Maybe I should retire. Uh, I've always said I've always said that I'll I'll, I'll I'll think of retiring when football to me feels like it's 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 a job. It's not something that I'm enjoying. And uh, I think my last season at, at, at Cape Town City, I started feeling like that. And uh, my body um, was saying something to me, but I didn't want to listen to it because I'm in love with the game. You know, it took me two to three days to re- to, to recover from one game. <laughs> and and it's something that I never, never had a problem with to recover because if you remember at some point in my career, I would play like six games in one month mm. or seven games in one month. And I didn't have any problem, no injuries, no nothing. But when I... When I got this kit on CT, I started having injuries, you know, and, and for me, I was like, okay, at some point I need to listen to my body. And I think for me to retire, I, it was just because my body wanted me to do so. I think my body was just tired. Okay, that's a fair enough reason. But it still caught a lot of us by surprise when you retired at Cape Town City. I know there were talks that you will go into the office and work for them. <laughs> did you do that or did TV have to take over now because you had offers now? No, I actually did that for, for, for a season. I, 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 I was part of the, the, the marketing and the management side of things. I was the guy that was um, in between the management and the players. Um, it, it's, I realized that it's not for me. I'm not an office guy to go there at 9 o'clock and knock off at 5. I wasn't used to that at all. I struggled so much with that. And um, and look, I um, I had to have a conversation with John, and uh, we spoke, and uh, we agreed that the John. Uh, plus, also, I I needed to come back to Joburg. I think mm. I stayed for like three or four years in Cape Town, and uh, um, I achieved what I wanted to achieve, and I wanted to come back to Joburg and and probably maybe you know venture into new uh, opportunities. Yes, and and when you look back in hindsight, do you still are you still happy with your decision to retire? Do you sometimes wake up and think I could have gone on maybe another season? No, I'm I'm, I'm so happy that I retired. <laughs> the pressure that the players are having now, no way. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think I, I think I, I, look for me, I don't I don't know if I would have coped well, especially playing when there's no fans, mm. and 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 also with the demands of the game lately. The demands are so high. You need to be running faster. The game is quick now. And I don't think my body would have coped with that. But I know that when I retired, it took, you know, um, people by surprise. But it's something that I planned in, even in the beginning of this, even before we won the, the MTN8, it kept on city. 
Mm. I did tell uh, my, my, my manager at the time, Jasmine, I said, I'm retiring at the end of the season, but he thought I was joking. But I actually was honest about it because I could feel how my body was telling me. And, and also, it just also is, is, I'm a guy that also feel like, you know, there's, there's something better that I can do. I, I, I strongly believe that I, I wasn't born just to be a footballer. There's mm. more that I can contribute. And, uh, and for me, I, I needed to hang up my boots for actually to try and pursue those things that I, I wanted to, comp- to contribute on. Tiko, you mentioned pressure and you're saying that you couldn't have played under this pressure, but I would think that you are one of the guys that had the most pressure when you were playing, especially off the field. I mean, we all remember during Confed and World Cup, you were the face of, of Bafana Bafana. You had uh, the sponsors that wanted a piece of you and you had to try and make time for everybody off the field. I mean, how, how, were you, how was that? Was that pressure for you? How did you deal with it and how was it for you? Look, it, it was very difficult because nobody actually teaches you how to deal with those things. Nobody teaches you how to deal with fame, how to deal with the fans, how to deal with the media. Um, and at the time, I was at peak. I was at the peak of my career. I had to find ways how to deal with that. Even, 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 at the, even if you're not ha- having a good day, you still have to do your duties. And I think from there, I started to understand who I was and know exactly where I am. And that actually helped me to navigate in all through those when you have to have time for the fans, you have to have time for the media, you have to have time for the sponsors, and all that, all that other stuff. So it made me realize that sometimes you don't choose, but your talent does. And mm. uh, with the talent that I have, I, it comes with responsibilities as well. So I, I, once I understood that, it was not an issue at all. But when it comes to pressure, I think I perform better when, when there is pressure, when I need to prove something to somebody, whether it, it's, it's, it's to prove to the coach, to the fans, or to the opponents. I always wanted to, to prove something to somebody, even to myself as well. So that's why I'm saying now with no fans at the stadium, I don't know how I would have behaved. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I, I always want to play those pressured games where, especially especially Cape Town City, I started enjoying being an underdog because it's been it's been a while being underdog. So with that, it's 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 it was amazing experience for, to me, and that, that's something that I wanted to have to uh, to actually be reminded of why I fell in love with the game in the first place. Do you remember when the other players used to call you Mac T? <laughs> because of one of your endorsements during the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it lasted so look, it lasted so, for a long time. And oh. actually people people thought that I, I can actually uh, get to any McDonald's and be able to eat for free. <laughs> I had to explain everywhere I went. But it was a nice experience. Um for me to be the poster boy of the World Cup, it was a very, very nice experience. But um, can you imagine the type of interviews that I had to go through yes. every single day? Yes, no, I remember. Yeah. Sometimes we felt it was so much, and but yeah. but you took it on the chin, and you were always available for the interviews. And a credit to you because you did a lot to promote the World Cup. And as you can imagine, people just wanna hear from you. They're happy to hear from you. They wanna send messages. So yeah. let's take a couple of voice notes as we uh, talk. Before I go to the voice notes, Tiko, overall, when you look back at your career, are you satisfied? Mm. Are you at peace? Do you think you could have done more? Um, to be honest with you, I think I could have done more. Um, I think if there's one regret that I have is coming back into the PSL um, when I was, I think, 25, 26. I think I could have came back a little bit earlier, but I wasn't confident enough to do so. Because even when I was at um, uh, Petersburg Pillars, Pillars yeah. um, I, I had offers, but I wasn't ready to come back to the PSL because I was scared of 
being in the same situation as I was at Real Stars, where you just one of those talented players but never given an opportunity. Mm. So I think if if probably maybe I could have got that chance and and took that chance earlier on in my career, maybe I could have been in the PSL a little bit longer. But but other than that, um, I'm satisfied and I'm happy in how it all ended up. Coach Pizzo once told you that he went to go fetch you at City Pillars. Is he right? Um, he, did, he he lied. Oh, okay. You know, you know, What's the let story? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you. Coach Pizzo, when Real Stars was sold, mm-hmm. Coach Pizzo, when Thomas Marikache, um, um retired, Coach Pizzo used to fetch me uh, from Southgate every day in the morning oh. to go to training. Every single day. Because he wanted me to replace Thomas Marikache. So it's before I even signed for Petersburg Pillars, yeah. I was supposed to sign for Supersport. But if you look at the talent that was there, I was like, I don't want to be in the same position as I was at Real Stars. Mm. So, so I stopped going to training without telling him. I think he was pissed at me for the longest time. And when that opportunity came back again to play for Supersport, what else? That opportunity, I could have played for any team after uh, after winning Football of the Year in Vela. Uh, um, but I chose Supersport because of the friendship that I also built with with, with Pizzo at the time. And uh, bear in mind that Supersport was the last team that I actually spoke to. I spoke mm. to every team at that time. I was just waiting for Supersport. And uh, that's how I went to Supersport because of what uh, Pizzo saw in me four years before everybody could actually see me. And, and wait, so did he see you at Rhea Stars? Where yeah. did he see Oh, at Rhea Stars. Yeah, he saw me at Rhea Stars. And uh, I think at Rhea Stars, I think I played eight games. Mm. And uh, with a lot of friendlies and, and, and with Supersport, I think, at the time. And it must understand that Peter, before he became a coach, he was a scout himself. Mm-hmm. So he, he does have an eye for talent. So, oh. yeah, so um, he was the first coach to actually told me that, listen, I, I, I want you in my team and I know you're still young, but you, I will help you to grow to become a better player. And then I was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> Was it that Riesta's team with Sidney Mushikaro and Green yeah. Kabela? Nicholas? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, a pass yeah. off the ball. Yeah, Green Kabela, Frank Maku, Frank Maku, Yeah, that was the team. And I you were playing in that team? I was playing in that team. But, but imagine the challenge that I had to face. Because yeah. now I'm playing the same position as Frank Maku. Yes. As yes, Tapelo yes. Liao. So I, I have to wait for these guys to be suspended or get injured. Uh-huh. Because also when when you're playing for such small teams, the coaches always rotate, always changing the coaches, and always well, every time when the new coach comes, we'll go back to the default setting and select the senior guys because he wants also to be to stay there longer. So youngsters are never actually given a chance because every coach has got a mandate to win games. Sure, no, loud and clear. Let's take the voice notes. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, Katlejo, and all SFM listeners. Uh, good evening to Dago Modise, the navigator. I mean, what a player. Great player. I mean, definitely he will go down. I'll, his name will go down alongside the greats like about Dr. Kumalo, about Jomosono and them. I mean, when I say that, I'm not exaggerating. He's re- he really deserves it. What a player. I mean, accurate foot, left and right, you know, can shoot, can pass with both feet, with accuracy. I mean, great player all round. Uh, I've got a few questions that I would like to ask him, though. Um, firstly, I want to say to Teko, what I loved about him is that uh, he played Itiskila Kenji right through, from Super Sport uh, right up to Cape Town City. I mean, he played Itiskila Kenji, and by Itiskila Kenji, I mean 
It was effective, but also entertaining at the same time. Those are the players that bring the crowds to the stadiums, and also those players also bring trophies to the trophy cabinet. So those are the kind of players you want, whether you're a manager, whether you're a coach, or whether you're a fan. So uh, I just want to ask Uteko that uh, having played under both foreign coaches, if I can mention Pereira and also local coaches, what would be his advice to Safa at this time now that they are looking for a coach? Thanks, Tabiso. This is Nterana Gaiwan. Ngoyik in the corner. Hi, Tabiso and Diego. Uh, it's TK here from the Eastern Cape. Wow. You have the legend there. Diego Modise was my favorite player, was my favorite midfielder, even though I am a Kesa Chiefs fan, but I loved his style of play. Dinemi Buzo, MEB for Diego Modise Tabiso. Packet where Orlando Pirates, Nemamelo to Sundowns. Upi Apo Ayewa enjoy Konaga Kulu Ilandiga Ikariayake. Packet where Zotimzo Itu. Number two. Is it true that there was that battle between you and Anokune, Yoguti, Agasoza, Askore, Gulandigabu, Itumele, Nkune? Challenge in Pendulele, Apo, in general. Nice show, Tabiso. Thank you. Good evening, Tabiso. And good evening to the general, Mr. Tekomodise. And good evening to SAFM listeners. Uh, my name is Anel Ntlovo. I'm from Dandi. Uh, my brother you led such a successful career you made your mark and you are considered as one of the legends in South African football and you were excelling both on and off the field but one thing that I want to find out from you uh, what inspired you to take up football as your career and how did you manage to push yourself to such a high level in the football fraternity because you've played in almost all the highest competitions that have ever uh, existed in the football fraternity thank you so much uh, good evening guys how are you there uh, i'm changing with Abasa from Botavi. Hey, just ask Tiko uh, Mudise if he ever remember the day when they humiliated us at Puking Rustenberg. It was it was a spectacular. After scoring all the penalties, Pirates, uh, he entered the goals and he imitated Kune. He went sideways and it was hard uh, pill to swallow for us Kaiser Chiefs fans. Thank you, my brother. I will listen to the radio. Okay, thanks, guys. And on Twitter, Teko Mukaiwa says, my all-time favorite midfielder uh, is uh, Teko Mudise. And I was so happy to see him win trophies. Special, special moment. His goal against Kune um, at FNB and in the CAF Champions League will always stand out. So many people are saying that Teko is their hero. Strelo Tiskomkwanazi says, my all-time favorite footballer is on radio right now. And that's Teko Mudise. Teko, so many compliments coming for you. Before I get to the questions, I mean, what do you, what, what how do you want to respond to those who are just who are just thanking you for your contribution and for what you did on the field because people will never forget how you've made them feel uh i mean i'm 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 honored like for me 
I honestly say with it, um, look, football has always been part of my life. It was who I am. You know, I, I slept, dreamt football, and I've always wanted to have um, some kind of a contribution to the game, and I never expected it to be the way it went. And for people to have those type of emotions and those type of kind of ways to say it to me, for me, it's, it's just overwhelming and I'm and I'm and I'm happy and I'm excited about it and I just want to thank them because um I was just trying to do the best that I can um and uh, by doing the best that I can I also try to be I try to win as well so it's difficult to try and win the game and also be able to entertain and make sure that people are still enjoying the game as much as they do yeah to go end I'm reminded now of, I've, I've read your book actually a couple of times, The Case of Tikomudise, and mm-hmm. well done to Nicholas, by the way, who wrote that book. I've actually met him. I was at the launch. By the way, he's got a, a tattoo of Kaiser Chiefs on his arm, Nicholas, yeah. for some reason, the guy that wrote Tikomudise's book. And if you look at the reviews, I mean, that book is four out of five, some places, five out of five at some places. So if you haven't read the book, uh, The Case of Tikomudise, please go get yourself that book. It is worth a read. I don't know if it was in the book or in another interview where you said that you used to practice your signature because yeah. you you were dreaming of becoming a professional player yeah yeah when uh, i was i was at school at the time so um i think it's it, i think i saw something on tv i think it was an international game where i saw one of the superstars at the time you know signing an autograph for, for a young star and uh I I told myself that I want to do that, even if it's for one player. So I needed to start um, having an autograph because your signature on the paper and an autograph are two different things. So I needed to start practicing mine, not knowing that I'll actually be able to do that in my career. That's where it starts, folks. You have to visualize it. You have to yeah. believe it. You have to yeah. put it out there to the universe. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And there was a question about who inspired you. And just remembering some extracts from the book, you talk about Tabo Milwaukee, where yeah. you had seen him in those township games in Soweto. Who inspired yeah. you? Look, there's a lot of guys that were good in uh, Soweto. Because we grew up in Soweto where there's a lot of good players. I think every zone has got their own player that is very good. But if there's a player that I actually went an extra mile for is Tabo Mook. There were tournaments that I played in Muletan. I think they were called Gosumloy tournaments. Yeah. We used to, we used to. So imagine from Midlands to go there. So we used to, we used to ride on a train, and uh, we always have problems because we didn't have money to pay for those tickets. So we always find ways out to go and watch those games. And uh, those games were actually, especially Muletan, they always put them as the last fixture of the day to mm-hmm. allow people from work to come and actually watch. And uh, for me to, to see Tawamoki playing the way that he was, he, 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 he actually made me want to play professional football. And, 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 and also is, is, is how people looked at him, you mm-hmm. know, the way also he carried himself on the pitch. You know, the excitement that I have just watching him walk, it was crazy. And for me, I wanted to, to, to have that when somebody sees me play. And I think I, I told myself that whenever I get an opportunity in the PSL, I don't need to, to change the style of play that I have. I still need to maintain it, but still be productive and, and be able to, to win games, but still enjoy the game as the way Tabo was. Because for me, Tabo was enjoying the game. I think as much as I had an opportunity to watch Doctor on TV, but I had an opportunity to actually watch Tabo playing in those tournaments. And for me, it was amazing. Sure. 
And on that note, then there was a voice note that, that said they were so happy that you continue to play entertaining football, you continue to play your own football, and you've just explained that now. And they wanted to know also, um, which coach did you enjoy your football most under? Mm, wow. Hey, I had so many coaches. But but let me say, let me because I enjoyed playing under every coach, mm. but it's just that all these coaches brought different stuff to me. And I think those uh, the people, the coaches that I've learned so much from that taught me gay a game differently. I think Pereira came through, and 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 when he started speaking about how Brazil won the uh, the World Cup, how mm. he treated, how he watched Ronaldinho do his stuff, the way that he was speaking about his country, and this was just an individual conversation. It wasn't like a conversation that was school with other players in the room. He would call me aside and speak to me personally, and for me, he he helped me grow my game. And the person also that knew um, that was always pushing me, fighting me to be to do better was Bizzo. Even though sometimes we clashed a lot, mm. but he, he he fought for me to to do better because he knew the talent that I have. And also, this is the same coach that actually advised me to join Orlando Pirates mm. at the time. And he was in the national team, and uh, he just took took out his time and then he called me and was like, "Dude, I know you're confused." as to which team to join and I know that Mamli Sana is speaking to you but do you have an opportunity to to make it big at Alana Paz and we had this conversation because there was Lebo Mukwena there was Dugudu there was mm. a lot of superstars at Alana Paz and I told him that I won't play because I don't have that type of style of playing he said that's exactly why you make it at Alana Paz because you play differently to them and where did you enjoy your football the most uh, between Pirates and Sundowns that was the other question yeah, 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 that question, isn't it? <laughs> Look, to be honest with you, I was um, when I was at the Pirates, um, I was a total different player than I was at Sundowns. Hmm? Um, at the Lano Pirates, there was this winger um, taking on people, trying to score, entertain the crowd, and, and, and make sure that I still win. And uh, I think also I was in the verge of maybe trying to make a mark so that people can know who I am. And at, at Sundowns, I was more matured, uh, more clever, both using more of my brains than anything else. So I was two different players. So I enjoyed both, to be honest with you. I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot what I was doing at Orlando Pirates. The memories when I, when, when, when somebody can ask me about a big game at Orlando Pirates, it always comes through. Um, but also I enjoyed the success at Mamelis Sundowns because at Orlando Pirates, I missed them all. You know, I, I don't. I remember losing in so many cup finals. You know, going home with silver medals. It wasn't nice at all. Mm. But I, but I enjoyed being on the pitch, even though um, the pressure was there. But I think I enjoyed having that type of a pressure. But when I went to Memory Sundance, it was a different type of pressure. But I think it was bigger than Atlanta Pirates because at Atlanta Pirates, the pressure was helped with the team to win. When I was at Sundance, it was, can we win a trophy with you around? So it was a different type of a pressure, but I enjoyed both. I don't want to lie. There's, I can't put one aside. I actually enjoyed playing for Lando Pirates. I enjoyed playing in Monday Sundance. If I had to come back as a footballer, I'll play the way that I played Orlando Pirates, and I'll continue playing for Lando Pirates, and I'll also go to Sundance the way I did. I've got no regrets. Okay, and why did you leave Paris for Sundance, Tico? Because it caught a lot of us by surprise. No, Look, it was... It was one of those situations where um, both parties are no longer happy with each other. Um, I wasn't I wasn't happy with the what I was dealing with because mm. it was it was hurtful. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it it broke me because it was that time when I thought, you know, I'll have an opportunity to go overseas. And when that didn't happen, it, it's not what why um, maybe what broke me is is why I didn't go to overseas. Uh, I think what broke me was how the issue was dealt with. I think that's the problem, how they dealt with the issue. And for me, it took me forever to come back into the game, to fall in love with the game again. And 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 even when things were fixed, like I was like, I can't trust you guys anymore, you know. And I thought I was one of those one of the important players within the team. And uh, it was just it just also on my side, I dealt with the issue very emotionally. It was bad the way I dealt with the issue as well. Mm. So both parties were very emotional dealing with that, and we actually had to come to an agreement like, guys, I can't play for you anymore. And uh, and even if I do stay here, I'm not going to be able to bring what you guys are expecting of me. So let's find a peaceful way for me to continue uh, with my career. I didn't leave because it, it was in my card for me to leave to go to Sundowns. The, the plan, the biggest plan was from Orlando Pirates, I'm going overseas. That was the conversation even before I signed the contract. Okay. And before I go back to the voice notes then, mm. how difficult was it to then tell the chairman that you want to leave? Because I was there when you were wearing that red bow tie and that nice <laughs> suit there and we had to wait for a couple of hours because you were in a meeting there before the press conference started. Or maybe yeah. let me ask it this way. Did you leave with the blessings of the chairman? I did. It was it was very look, it was very difficult for me to leave all on the pirates. I mean I remember vividly when I walked into the team, the type of conversation I had with, uh, with with the chairman himself, telling me about the history, how Paris will change my life. And on that day, when the press conference was there for them, uh, for for the chairman to announce that I'm leaving, those memories came back, and it wasn't a nice feeling to leave the team. But it just did, the damage at that time was already done. So it, it's it's not like I felt good about leaving the team at all. But it just did at the time I had to because I felt like if I didn't, I was just going to disappear in football because I was out of love with football again. And that was scaring me because for me, football, I, I, I play this game because I love it so much. Nothing else matters. I've never been in offices of any team negotiating about salary increase or whatever the case. It's Money to me has never been any conversation with any team that I played for. Because I love this game so much, so but at the time when I was started feeling like I'm, I'm falling out of love with the game, it was scaring me, and I had to make some something had to change, and it was just unfortunate that I had to change the team. Okay, but at least it all worked out. It all really worked out for you. I mean, you went on yeah. and you won Champions League, you won the league, you won the Super Cup, you won trophies at Sundowns. So yeah. it's, it's great. I won everything at Sundowns besides MTN8. Besides the MTN8, did you win MTN8 at Pirates? Yes. Do you say you won? No, I wanted it at, at Cape Town City. At Cape Town City. Yeah. But not at Pirates. I don't know. I don't have that medal, so I'm not going to talk about something that I don't have. <laughs> Why? Because I don't have um, um, the winner's medal. Even though Pirates won the, the the title when you were there that season. Yeah, but like like there's so many. Also, when I was at Sana, there's so many trophies that we won, but mm. without participating, how can you come out proudly and say I won as well? Okay, that's interesting because when we spoke to Mahuta, he was also telling us that he doesn't have a Champions League medal at Sundowns, even though he scored in the early stages and then he had to leave. And then he didn't have a Champions League medal and he said he's going to study law so that he can see if he can claim his medal back there at Sundowns. So that's interesting. Before I go to the voice notes, Tiko, I forgot to ask you the question about Kune. Was there a rivalry between you and Kune? 
Yeah, there was. <laughs> Look, at first it was, it was, it was. We were joking about it at first, you know. Um, I remember him saying, especially when the national team. I remember him saying that I will never score him. I will never um, uh, score open goal uh, against him at KZ Chiefs. And um, and then it started like that. And then I thought to me it was a joke. And then he was actually serious about it. And then when we played against uh, KZ Chiefs and I didn't score, he actually told other players that I told <laughs> that he would never score. So it started being like that. And um, and it was very difficult also to score him because when I was at the peak of my career, he was at his peak as well. Mm. So it was very, very difficult. And we know how, how, how good he is. And 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 I I remember in one of the questions, um, I think the guy also said he remembers when we humiliated Orlando Pirates at um, yes, at, it was a Pukeng. Yeah, yeah, because because the thing is when we when we having those penalties, because I I knew Kuna how how he moves with the penalties, and he 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 was telling people also that he's going to save my penalty, and I told him that I'm not going to change the side. So it's just that it's one of those banters that's going back and forth, but it was not in a public space. Um, even when I scored against him when I was playing for Sundowns at FNB, I think that's that's the game actually that helped us to win the league in that season. It was for me, it was never competition at all because my me competing against him ended when I left the London Pirates. After that, I never started. I never tried to compete with anybody else after that. Sure. And how's the friendship with Kune? No, I mean Kune is great. Mm. Um, look, Kune, Kune is a professional. Kune loves making saves I think at, uh, when he was at his peak he wanted to compete with what he regarded as one of the best and mm. uh, it's the same as me when I was at my peak I was always wanted to compete against the guys that I think they were the best in the country so there's nothing wrong with that and actually yeah. it helped my game to elevate a little bit better um, but with 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 Itu is, 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 is he loves the game and we know what he has done for the game mm. he just did as a footballer there, there are certain things that he have to go through in life and then what counts more is how you how you bounce back and that helps you also to to build you and to have that strong character to be able to bounce back and um, for me is is with all the bad performances that he had this season um he will bounce back with no doubt Kun is the best that we've ever had that I've ever had, that I've ever watched in South Africa as a goalkeeper and uh, you'll forever be in in one of the great goalkeepers that I've ever faced in my career and I know that with his qualities you know, Kuna even when he's off form, dude, he still has those qualities that no other goalkeepers have. Mm. And I think it's just it's one of those situations where he needs to find himself again. It happened to me. It happened to me. So I know once you find yourself again, nothing will stop you because now you know the pain of being down there and struggling to find what you know what made you love the game in the first place. But I know he will bounce back in no time. And the people will be also saying singing his praises again. They'll be saying they'll be telling us how best he is, but. Those who play the game, we know that he's still the best, even though he doesn't have a great season. But that, but having a bad season doesn't make you a bad player at all, you yeah. know. But he just did it with uh, with uh, with the pedigree that comes with your name and what you have done in football. It puts it puts you on a different pedestal, and uh, it becomes difficult to maintain that. Even Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are struggling to do that every season. But also with Kuna's character, I know he's a strong boy. He will come back and bounce back and be be in the spotlight now and um, and doing great things for, for KZ Chiefs. No, definitely. Let's take the voice notes now. Uh, good evening. This is Mac in Durban. No, man, I just want to uh, send um, a big shout out to Teko Modise. Yeah, I wrote my name Teko. No, 
Hot man, you, you know, you're amongst the best. You were the Dr. Kumal of our times, you know. You know, we're still too young. We never saw Dr. Kumal. We grew up watching you. And I must tell you, you're an inspiration. Gokazi, everybody talks about, you know. You know, if only I could achieve what half of what you've achieved, one would have done uh, all the best in your future ventures. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Yeah, no, uh, the general will go down in the history books as one of the greatest middle filters that South Africa has had. One question to him, has he ever swayed at anyone uh, during the game? I mean, the guy was always calm, cool, uh, never aggressive. So I, I always wanted to know, um, how does he keep his discipline uh, during the game? Especially games like uh, when they are people when Paris is playing Chiefs or Sundowns, such games, uh, how do you keep cool? Okay, that's an interesting question because, Tiko, you were always closely marked. I mean, wherever you went, you were closely marked. Yeah. But like the listener says, you always kept your cool. How did you manage to do that? Look, I, rem- I remember um, I've never been a player that gets suspended for games. Um, um, I, I, I can't even kick any player to save my life. Um, but I remember once getting suspended. Um, I think that was the last time, and I remember having a conversation with Pete. Um, he actually fined me for getting a red card. I think it was a booking of offence, <laughs> second booking of offence. But after that, once I uh, I went to learn a part, um, now that's when I probably started, you know, getting so much attention from it. I I knew why I was getting attention, mm. and it was it was not frustrating me, but actually it was helping me to build. Uh, my game even better because I always wanted to do better the next time because I knew that everywhere I went somebody's going to be there so these are the type of players that watches me every week so I need to do better every game I need to come up with something different to outplay them so it actually helped my game so for me I'll, I never got frustrated I'll get frustrated for not winning the game but I'll never get frustrated of somebody being with me all the time and I, I understood it came with how I was playing but it, it just is one of those things where, where I think we grew up with, you know, playing like that, Elokshin, where there's always mm. going to be some Buru now. And once you get used to that, I mean, coming to the PSL, it becomes a little bit better because the pitch is better, the, it's bigger. So you always find time and space to do so. And also you also rely on the referees to to protect you. But if, if, if I had frustrations, it was probably more on the referees when I thought sometimes they didn't protect me enough. But other than that, I've never been frustrated with the player kick, trying to kick me or whatever the case may be because I understood that he had to do what he had to do. What a professional. And by the way, um, please get the book, folks, because some of the things that we've touched on, Tiko actually goes into more detail in the book. You'll find out yeah. so much about him in this book and about his career and his time at the clubs there. So please get the book. It's still available there. But there is a question here from two people about the same game. And we've got that clip. Tiko, I want to play you this clip. They want to know what was going through your mind during this game. Okay. because he didn't go for the second player. He stayed and made sure that Zuma wouldn't go past him. Now Modise tries from range. What a goal! Williams was off his line and Cheko Modise has got the second of the night and that really should be the championship. And in what style? Great thinking from a great player. Great vision. 
The comeback to Schutz tackle on one side to the other side. Could have been a ball against. A change of, change of fortune to go two goals up. Well, what a goal to win a title. What a goal to win a title, Diko. They are saying, ask him about that game against Supersport where we won our league with Pizzo. What yeah. was going through your mind in that game? Look, um, we. I think it was one of the, the worst first half I've ever played in Mamelodi Sundowns jerseys. <laughs> yeah, because I um, 10 minutes into the game, when things were not going well for us, I the voices started coming back into my head that I'll never win a trophy. And bear in mind at the time, we're still competing with Kaiser Chiefs. We need to win this game to to, to actually secure the, 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 the title. So we didn't know how Kaiser Chiefs was playing on the other side. And those, when those voices started coming back, I actually started believing them again that I'll never actually win anything and this is my opportunity. Um, I think the talk at halftime changed everything. Um, I remember... For the first time, Pito never said a word. Um, Bans Bapela came through and um, he just encouraged us. He never spoke about any tactics, nothing. He just mm. he could see that all of us were nervous. And then he calmed us down. And um, after surprise scored that first goal um, into the second half, you could see the confidence within the team. It was back again. We started playing like how Mamelodi Sundowns is playing. We started passing the ball very well. And uh, me scoring that goal, I knew then after that goal that I've actually won the league because I, the confidence that I had after scoring that goal, I knew that there's no way that I can, we, we can be in this position and, and lose the game and not win the league. Incredible. So, so it was very incredible. And uh, if, you, if, if you look at, if you watch that game, I haven't seen those clips in a while. If you watch the game after, because the fans started running into the stadium, um, you look at all the Mamelodi Sundowns players. I think that's one thing that touched me the most. Mm-hmm. You look at all Mamelodi mm-hmm. Sundowns players. They were ho- so happy for yeah. me. Yeah. But I think because they understood the kind of pressure that I was in, they they actually picked me up like I'm the one that won them the trophy. But we we knew how we got there in that position because we had to go 10 games in a row without losing any game. And I but guess that that's why you're saying they're family then to you, Diko. I was going to give you another chance to answer that question. But clearly, Sundowns is your family and you've explained it. But Diko, we're just out of time. We have to leave it there. But thank you very much for joining us on SAFM tonight. It's been an honor talking to you to look back at your career. And we wanted to give you the respect that you deserved. Thank you, Diko.